0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. This is my first episode on the Hippie Moms podcast. I don't know if actually I'm going to actually sing every time I say that, but I'm very excited because one, um, this is legit my first episode in this podcast, and two, I get to share my story with you. Um, This is a story I bet a lot of you can relate with, especially if you've been on a journey in motherhood to clean up. Your life uh, from toxins and just overall choosing a more holistic and mother nature infused way of living, and um, I'm, I wanted to share with you like how did I get here? And um, first, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to take a deep breath. Unless you're driving, don't close your eyes. Just take a deep breath with me. Ah Sigh it out. Feels so good. I want you to imagine um, a beautiful day. March. It's a spring day, and we lived in Phoenix, Arizona at the time. Right now, we are in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and oh man, Arizona just has the best winters known to man. I mean, the average temperatures are normally in the low 70s, and they're sunny and warm, and it's crisp and beautiful in the morning and in the afternoon and evening, and it's just oh, it's just like everyone's out, everyone's happy. Everyone's getting sunshine. It's just heaven. Um, And this one day, I I remember I was um, in the living room, kind of open area with this uh, big great room. And all the windows are open. And there was this light breeze making its way through the house. And the most magical thing about March in Arizona is the citrus trees bloom and they release the most amazing fragrance from their blossoms like it is literally the best smell i've ever smelled i just want to bottle it up and like slather it all over my body even to this day when i go back and visit i have to go back in march to just breathe in those orange blossoms Um, so rylan my first son was uh just turned six months and you know at that time you're always like they're 24 weeks i think you stopped saying weeks at like a year i don't know um, and I was beginning to feel the turn and transition from infancy to baby. There's a huge difference, you know. Um, an infant just requires constant attention and care. And not that babies don't. It's just that they begin to entertain themselves a little bit. They hold their attention longer, even if it's for five minutes, which in mom time is huge. In this moment, Rylan is happy uh, just being by themselves and he's playing and... I remember this moment I began to think about the past six months and cringe about how horrible the majority of the beginning of my motherhood had been. It was a really rough start. My son was quote unquote colicky. colicky. Um, I really hate that term and we'll talk more about that in later episodes, but he was constantly crying and he used my nipple as a pacifier. I was basically his human pacifier. And unless I was breastfeeding him and or bouncing him on this big red exercise ball, which seemed to be the only thing that could keep him calm, he was crying. He was screaming at the top of his lungs. Um, you you know, those videos, (laughs) you know, the videos, the hospitals make you watch before you take your new baby home, you know, the ones that basically tell you not to shake your baby. Well, I remember when I first watched them after, um, after Rylan was born, I was like, seriously, they need to tell people this. I mean, who would ever shake their baby? I mean, that just sounded like crazy to me. Idiots. You know, that was in my mind. Well, uh, within a few weeks, I got it. I mean, I could desperately see how difficult it was to bring a newborn baby into your life. I mean, everything changes. The lack of sleep, recovering from the birthing experience, which mine was a C-section and more on that later, but the unfulfilled expectations of what your birthing experience was supposed to be, the unfulfilled ideas and stories you told about, you told yourself like what it would be like to be a new mom. Instead, you're faced with this utter reality that motherhood is by far the hardest and most difficult thing you've that has ever been known to woman ever. Now, I don't wanna I don't wanna sound so negative, okay? Of course, there's so much love and bonding and attachment that I had never felt before. Oh, the surges of oxytocin and that. I mean, it was heavenly, it was surreal and but, of course, sometimes it was hell. I mean, let's just get real. That's the biggest thing. I w- Really, I want to push myself to be real and raw on this podcast. Because, again, if you listen to the trailer, this is about you knowing that you're not alone in these experiences, okay? You're not alone. It's a big message for me. Um, so... Um, in this moment back to the moment okay let's continue on this day he was happy rylan was happy and for a moment i actually thought i had this mom thing figured out (laughs) he was like six months right he was six months and the tides had changed he was finally giving me like 10 to 15 minutes of time where he was in constant need of uh, my boob or soothing i grasped and lived for these moments just a second to myself and just, you know, even a few moments to full clothes, um, you know, I, I really needed to um, manage these endless baskets of laundry that's plagued my living room floor. I mean, and, and I would just pick out stuff that I needed right away, right? And it would just stay there forever. You know, just a moment to unload the dishwasher and and load it or start another load of laundry, Um, Or even a second to use the bathroom without holding a baby. I mean, that was luxury. I mean, if you're a mom, you know how precious these moments are. And you learn how to maximize every single second of them. So the experience of a first-time mom is unparalleled. And we're given this new life, completely responsible for this baby and... Many of us have no clue what to do. The common saying babies don't come with a user manual is real. People, they don't. There's not like a little guide that just plops out of your placenta. It's like, here, this is how you read your baby or how you raise it. It's like, oh, that'd be amazing. We just have to figure it out. Maybe we read all the books, like what to expect and all the other forms of information to prepare us for motherhood. But there's nothing, uh, nothing that can ever prepare you to be a first-time parent. Nothing. Okay? Nothing. And we're going to talk a little bit more about how to kind of deal with motherhood in a more graceful, more innate, intuitive way. That's going to be a a big thing. It's really connecting to that inner wisdom here. Um, But the thing is, let's get back to the story, right? I keep going off on tangents. That's kind of my thing, but I'm going to try and stay focused, okay? All right. So back to my son. He's sitting on the floor on one of those colorful mats that, of course, had been washed with draft. I now cringe at all the toxins I use, but I didn't know it then. And all of his toys spilled onto the ground in front of him. He was playing and throwing. And, you know, a lot of them, which I received uh, for my baby shower, of course, they were clean with bleach to kill all the microbes that threatened his very existence, right? I was a good mom, I thought. You know, cleaning and sanitizing and all these things. And as I watched him from the kitchen, I saw him pick up this yellow plastic teething ring that he loved. And this teething ring had some like gooey liquid inside of it. And I noticed earlier how it had been chewed on so much that some of the plastic was actually chipping off. I mean, he was going at it. Teething like it brings a whole other basket of challenges. So any mom who's gone through teething the teething stages knows that those minutes linked together when those teeth aren't causing your baby pain are amazing moments. I mean, teething just freaking sucks. It's horrible. And this was it. Okay, here's the moment. So this, the moment where I, I said to myself, I got this mom thing figured out came to a screeching halt. So I was watching him gnaw on this ring and I just began to feel nauseous. A question. It came up within me like a wave coming to crash my beautiful sandcastle back into the flat and endless sand I built it from. It was a question that screamed at me. It was, it's, like, it's like it came inside, up inside of me. Here's the question. The question was, is that safe? Is that plastic teething ring chipping off with that gooey center safe for my baby? <laughs> I mean, that was the question. I didn't know. I mean, I felt like this deep punch to my gut. my My breathing started to slow down, and my heart became pumping. And even though I wasn't really connected to my body then as I am now, I I knew this. Feeling physically ill from this thought was a message. It was a message from within that demanded my attention. You know those moments in life where you just know I knew. So I booted up my old laptop and waited impatiently as it warmed up. And I remember, I remember as soon as the desktop screen came up, I clicked like 10 times on the browser and it slowly responded and opened like 10 windows. I was like, ah, I just want to get in here and figure this out. So I found Google and I typed, are te- plastic teething rings safe for babies? Okay, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty easy, right? The first couple of results were advertisements for teething rings, plastic ones, of course, and the next were articles from Colgate and other like teething experts. Then I scrolled deeper and found an article about the toxic effects of BPA in plastic products. And I was like, BP what? Like, what is What is BPA? Okay, so then my 15 minutes was up, right? Ryland began to cry and make his hand signals for milk, milky. We did a lot of hands, um, signing, baby signing time. If you guys are, have babies now, baby signing time was the best. I loved it. So good. I can still remember some of the songs. Anyway, I grabbed an extension cord quickly and I plugged my computer in so I could use it on the couch. I pulled down my shirt and put my boob into his mouth. Okay, I have like 20 minutes. Unless he falls asleep, well, then I maybe have 25. So I went into the Google black hole. I visited tons of websites and read countless articles. So I first learned about a group called the Natural Resources Defense Council. Okay, and so they've long argued that BPA should be removed from all food packaging because the chemical can act like a hormone, an estrogen in the body. And then I learned that in September 2008, four years ago from this moment, the National Toxology Program, okay, of the NIH, which is National Institute of Health, don't worry about these, these uh, institutes or, you know, programs, okay? But this is what I learned, that they had determined that BPA may pose risks to human development, raising concerns for early puberty, puberty, prostate effects, breast cancer behavioral impacts when kids are exposed at early ages also pregnant women infants and young children are most vulnerable to the harmful effects of bpa and bpa is linked to risk of heart disease diabetes and liver toxicity i was like what the fudge uh, Ryland now says what the frick so we'll use that i'm really going to try not to cuss because then i have to make the podcast explicit and i don't want to do that yet okay all right So now at this time, I have a baby boy, and now am I messing with his hormones by allowing him to gnaw on this plastic ring? I mean, was this ignorant decision that I made giving him cancer and future behavioral issues? I mean, my mind is blown. And check this out. It just so happened that in July of 2012, the same year, four months after this experience, the FDA banned BPA in baby, baby bottles and sippy cups. So I was on the cutting edge of this information, right? This was my crossroads. Right here. I was now aware of something that I had never been aware of before. I had no choice but to continue my investigation. I mean, I'm a mom. I mean, I, here I am responsible for this new life. It's one thing if it's just me, but I'm responsible for this new life. And because what I knew innately is that I didn't. it didn't just stop at the teething ring, right? If this type of chemical was allowed in plastic products made for babies, what else was out there? What else in my home was harming my baby? I start to look around and just I just start feeling even more sick. And this was the beginning of my awakening of what I called out of the motherhood matrix. Now, this is really funny. I looked up the definition of the matrix, of matrix, and one of the definitions is the womb. I can't even make this stuff up. Think about your baby, okay? I'm going to use my baby for, for example, Okay. A little bit of my birthing story, but this this is kind of how it is about waking up out of the matrix, and this is how I felt. So Rylan was 39 weeks when I was induced. He was breech and extremely stubborn. At least that's what I thought so. He wouldn't move no matter what we tried, at least. And that was a story I was told to believe. Like the doctors were like, you're just going to have to have a C-section. I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Now, think about this, the womb, right? It's a perfect space. It's warm, it's calm, it's gentle, it's nourishing. You're comforted by these rhythmic movements and sounds of the outside voices and sounds. Like it's just, it's just, it's heaven inside. And then in a split second, you're ripped out of this womb. And I won't go into a lot of detail of um, Ryland's birth, but it was traumatizing. And this is how I felt. In my matrix wakening, right? I, I watch it. So I watch his, bir- his birthing video every year on his birthday. I, I don't know why I do it. I, I feel like I just want to see the moment that he came into this world. And honestly, every time I I watch it, it just makes me sick. It's hard to watch. So his head was stuck, and 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 I'm watching this video, watching the doctor manipulate his and my body to get it out. It's so hard to watch. His f- head finally—I swear—it feels like an hour. It was probably like a minute, but it felt like forever. It finally comes out, and it, he's terrified. I mean, I can't even imagine how he's feeling. Bright lights with music so loud. I remember thinking, why is the music so loud? Uh, and side note, it was this kind of funny? "Born in the USA" by Bruce Springsteen was actually playing at this time, which was so funny. So the doctors grab him, and, and, uh, or the assistants, I don't even know, the nurses in there, and they were wiping him down like so viciously. And, and then he was weighed and poked and prodded, and then he's finally wrapped up and like given to my husband while I'm sewed up. But I'm just going to stop here for a moment, because this is, this is the moment when he was ripped out of my womb. It's like the moment I was ripped out of this comfortable space I'd lived in for so long. I believed I was safe, I believed the products I used, the food I ate, the water I drank was all safe. The stuff I lathered on my body, I'd been in the womb, in the motherhood matrix, and now was exposed, confused, and overwhelmed. Here is a new mother with no one to guide her in the new journey. A new journey I had been forced to take. Now, I look back and see this is where everything changed for me. This was the beginning of my mission. This is the reason, the beginning... Of, of where I, I'm i going to live my my purpose, the reason I came back to Earth this time. So what did I do? What were the next steps I chose? Well, that's a lot to unpack. And throughout this podcast, we'll unpack all of it. So much unpacking to do. But in a nutshell, I continued my journey in the Google black hole. I've researched for days and days and days, and all of my free time was spent investigating I threw out every plastic toy, container, everything that was plastic or that would touch us, right? And that is impossible. I mean, you can't do it with, like, shampoo stuff, but anything that was, you know, put into our mouth or used for food, I got rid of. So the that night, the same night of my awakening, an even bigger gut-wrenching question entered my mind. And I, I thought this was enough, right? But obviously, the universe God did not think this was enough. I thought, if this plastic teething ring is unsafe... What about the food he and I are ingesting? Is there any regulation on that? And there it is. That's the moment. As I was discovering new things, foods, products that were harmful or toxic to our health, linked to cancer and multiple chronic diseases, I was just, I was overwhelmed. I would cry and complain and preach to my husband. And after months of doing this, here is where the epiphany came, okay? So that was my awakening, but here's the aha moment. Are you ready for it? I remember one day being so upset of everything I was discovering and I said to him, my husband came home, I was holding Rylan, I was crying, I was tired, I was stressed, I was overwhelmed, I didn't have any mom to be like, it's going to be okay, this is what you do next, these are the steps, you're going to get there, you're going to save your family and I said to Scott, where is the person who should be looking out for us, why is this happening, why isn't there anyone looking out for us? And I will never forget his response. He said, Becky, why is it someone else's job to look out for us? Isn't that our job? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Those words changed my life. From then on, I decided I would take control of my and my family's health. I would refuse to be another statistic. I will not raise my children with chronic illness And instead, I will transition our way to living a more sustainable and Mother Nature-infused life. Now, before I close this podcast, I want to ask you something very serious and very important. Are you ready to take control of your and your family's health? Are you ready to do what's necessary to not be another statistic? Because if you are and you said yes, then you're in the right place. You're here with me. I urge you to continue listening and subscribe to this podcast so we can evolve, grow, and be the change together because no one else is going to do it for us. We have to do it. We have to stop blaming the entities, the government, Big Pharma, all these people because that's what people want to do is blame them. We have to take responsibility and we have to f- help our fellow sisters, our fellow mothers, and moms, and friends, and, and, and husbands, and people around us to wake up. And the only way we do that is by living that truth and living that change day to day. Okay? Thank you for letting me share my story with you. I am so excited to begin this podcast and this journey. I hope you'll listen to the next one. Please leave comments and questions and, I don't know, what else you do on podcasts? Share, I guess. If you think this information is good, share it. Continue with me. We will change the world together. I love you all, my friends, family, tribe, community. I'll see you in the next episode.